You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome back to The Food Code. We are on part two today of understanding your period and your cycle. And if you have really bad cramps, you have really bad periods, today's the day to listen because we're going to give you some information that hopefully you can utilize. Um, Before we dive into that, a little tip or trick for today. Uh, So for those of you that have really bad period cramps, sometimes heating pads can work. Um, But if it's really, really bad, there is a device that's called um, Ovira is it's called a TENS machine technically. So TENS stands for transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. So essentially what this does is if anyone's ever had like STEM, uh, STEM, uh, God, I'm trying to think of like, like the chiropractor. Yeah. Like therapy, mm -hmm. um, where they put on those little pack, uh, Mm -hmm. those little circle things on your body and it gives like pulses. This looks similar, but how it works is slightly different. So what you do is there are two small kind of electrical current circles that are compression pads that are placed over the nerve roots that supply the sensory fibers to the uterus. So when they're turned on, it prevents the pain signals from traveling to the brain. So it causes the muscles in the uterine area to relax resulting in essentially like a calming analgesic analgesic and relaxing effect. I was trying to (laughs) pronounce the word I was thinking of and I couldn't pronounce it. So I'm just going to go with relaxing. All (laughs) I'm thinking is that I wish I had this magical device when I was laying in my bed with my feet up on pillows and heating pads. Yes. It's (laughs) and they're a little pricey. They're like 130 bucks, I think. But yeah. you can also do payments. Like $30 I mean, this payments. was like 16 years ago but that I was doing yes, that. <laughs> they're very small. You can hide them under like a shirt or something. Um, so if your period cramps are like debilitating, yeah. uh, it's just something to think about. Yeah. So Especially if you're, I mean, I couldn't skip work. Like I had to, no, I know. You, know, you have to go to school, you have to go to work, you have to live your life. And some people, their cramps are so debilitating. I mean, I remember feeling like I wanted to throw up because I was in so much pain. Yeah. And I, you know, here's the thing. A lot of times menstrual pain is unfortunately chalked up as just being like something that women have to Mm -hmm. deal with because unfortunately, unless you have an underlying condition like PCOS, um, fibroids, stuff like that, that you can be diagnosed with, it's not really diagnosable. There's, Mm -hmm. they can't like do an exam and tell you why you have bad cramps. They can't really do an exam and tell you why you have heavy bleeding. Mm -hmm. Um, and so females are often put to the birth control pill mm-hmm. um or just told to deal with it yep. and well and because our doctors and OBGYNs as much as i appreciate them they don't go to school for nutrition and they don't have a fitness you know background unless that's just something they do in they're their they're not own hormonal life. experts right they understand the basics of hormones in the female cycle yep. and I will say this again. I've said this before. OBGYNs are essentially surgeons. Mm-hmm. They make sure that you and baby get delivered safely. Mm-hmm. That is what they do. And they make sure the pregnancy is safe. But they don't know the intricate details of like nutrition and exercise during pregnancy or postpartum yep. or the normal like diastasis recti that happens postpartum. Like my doctor was clueless when I asked him about it. Mm-hmm. And so just understand they serve a very specific important purpose 
yep. to deliver you and baby, but they are not the person that you should be going to when something might be hormonally wrong with your body, because that is usually what really bad period symptoms are telling you. Yeah. Is that and I would, off. I would go as far as saying that challenging your OBGYN is something that you should be doing. It's something I have done many times. Mm-hmm. We Me talked too. about it last week. I love I my said, new OBGYN group, by the okay. way. Yes. We talked about it last week and I told Becca, I said, I didn't leave my doctor's office until they wrote the script for the blood work that I wanted to have done. And they asked me, you know, why do you care where all of your hormone levels are right now? And I said, I'm a year postpartum. I want to know where I'm at with my estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, my thyroid. And by the way, I need you to run further thyroid labs than yep. just your generic ones because they don't tell you shit. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. So then eventually she's like, I guess you know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I need you to run T3 free and reverse T3. Add them onto my labs. It's useless for you to run any of these yeah. labs without it. Um, and so pushing back on your provider if you need to, I think is absolutely necessary or and okay because you are the paying patient. Yes. You know, and at the end of the day, there's no reason why they can't they be They're there to take care of you. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Tangent. Anyways, we want to go through kind of what period signs are telling you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit more about um, like your period being late, early, that kind of stuff and what it can be caused by. So mm-hmm. usually when your period is late, yes, you could be pregnant, but if you have longer cycles, yeah. it is usually a sign of very high stress. Mm-hmm. So when you have higher stress, cortisol impacts the hormone production elsewhere. Yeah. And so it tends to delay the onset of your period. Yeah. Um, very painful periods are usually a sign of inflammation uh, because obviously when your body is inflamed, mm-hmm. when it is swollen internally, it's going to make cramps worse. Yep. It's going to make bleeding worse. Yep. Like and this you're going to get headaches. This is the place that I would start. This is me when I was 14. Mm-hmm. You guys, I had been diagnosed with children's rheumatoid arthritis. A couple of years later, got my period central. and my inflammation was off of the charts. You know, they were managing it through prednisone and methotrexate. And then I eventually got weaned off of that, but they never addressed my diet. And this is the place that I would say that you need to start. If you have extremely painful, you know, cramps, if you're feeling like, you know, your low back is really, really hurting and really sore, you need to make sure that you're including foods that can help reduce inflammation and removing foods that are causing chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So foods that I would recommend uh, staying away from would be number one, sugar, (laughs) gluten, and dairy, depending upon, you know, what you may or may not be intolerant to. And some people don't feel that they're intolerant to gluten, um, or they feel that they, you know, can handle it. But I will tell you, and I still to this day know that if I have an overconsumption of gluten, it impacts my joints and my back hurts. And this is the same exact thing that happens with any other thing that you have in excess. You know, there's nothing that I think you absolutely have to completely avoid, but if it comes time for your period and you're craving things and you're going for sugar and the cookies and ice cream the way that I used to do, you're only aiding, you know, in this inflammation. So I would rather see you do things like turmeric, bone broth, carrots to help with excess estrogen, um, eggs, coconut oil, avocado. I love and, you know, eat a lot of red meat around my cycle Mm -hmm. um, just because that's what my body is craving and other foods that can help such as collagen, keeping protein high, obviously plenty of fiber and fruits and vegetables. Yep. So when your period's early or when you have short cycles, this is something I was dealing with last year, probably like June-ish timeframe to when I had my major kind of hormonal 
eruption um, where my body just completely shut down, usually a sign of low progesterone. So when you have estrogen dominance, it can lead to a lot of problems. Um, And it's usually caused by stress. So when you have short periods, like I was having 22 to 25 day cycles, which sucked by the way, Um, getting your period like every three weeks, um, that's usually a sign of low progesterone levels. If you have spotting, usually low hormonal levels overall. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not producing enough hormones to give yourself a normal cycle. And then heavy periods, like if you are saturating super tampons consistently every couple hours, hours, yep, this is usually low progesterone as well. And it's because estrogen thins the uterine lining. Um, It can also be a sign of thyroid dysfunction. So just something to think about. If any of these are you consistently, like one month, you're late, might just have had a stressful month, um, especially with quarantine lately. Like I'm sure a lot of people's mm-hmm. cycles are kind of off. But these are some signs if you're having them consistently, what to kind of look out for. Um, and signs of menstrual pain, other si- kind of reasons of menstrual pain, um, high levels in, of inflammatory uh prostaglandins, which is typically experienced when you experience pain during your period. Yeah. So some people experience pain before it. Some people experience pain during ovulation. If you're experiencing period pain during the period. Um, high estrogen, like I talked about in comparison to progesterone, typically causes PMS system, symptoms and pain leading up to the period, which is pretty common. This is probably the most yeah. common that we see. Yeah. People always feel like, you know, they know their period is coming and they're going to have things like migraines or tender breasts or low yep. back pain, you know, that lower belly kind of bloating that you just feel like you have to go to the Ugh. bathroom, but you can't go to the bathroom. Um, that is painful. Yes, absolutely. And then the last thing is stress and nutrient deficiencies, which is also very common. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is a major thing that happens. Stress disrupts our cycles all the time and makes them worse, makes our periods worse. Um, and, and we just chalk it up as being normal. <laughs> and stress is impacted by lack of sleep. Um, mm-hmm. It's impacted by the food that we eat, um, the nutrients that we get from our food or don't get from our the food. lack of movement that we have a lot of times. If yep. we're sedentary, it creates additional stress on the body. Mental stress, mm-hmm. emotional stress from relationships or work, you know. I know a lot of women can relate to this as like, I know Shark Week is coming because I'm being a total bitch yep yep <laughs> um and this is like okay that's that was like my telltale sign that my period was coming because i was so freaking crabby like i knew i was being mean you know but i couldn't not oh be gosh. mean because i had already been mean you know and yes. it doesn't make any sense so i know if you feel like you are you know really dealing with these hardcore pms symptoms or again like you're having migraines or just you know really sore tender breasts things like that those things are not normal at a painful level, right? Um, And typically, you know, the most common deficiency is magnesium. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't consume and many women um, are not, uh, or are magnesium deficient, you know? And so we've talked about this. Especially active people. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this a a few times about Mm -hmm. the different types of magnesium that you should be consuming and eating magnesium rich foods and things like that. So making sure that you're being mindful of what deficiencies you might have. And, mm-hmm. and this could be down to iron. So like I am naturally iron deficient or like I'm more prone to be iron yep. deficient. Um, so a iron lot is of- just a dangerous one because iron, yeah. iron can be toxic at high levels. Yes. And so you'll just you fun fact, you'll never <laughs> notice that there's, there's never iron gummies. 
because they're too easy to overconsume. Oh, yeah. So iron supplements you just have to be careful with. That's why eating iron-rich foods can be really mm-hmm. helpful. Yep. Especially because during your period, obviously, you're, you're lo- low losing. on Ireland. Yep. <laughs> and so. that's why you crave red meat. So, yep. <laughs> All right. So we want to also include here alcohol because I think a lot yes. of people turn to alcohol for dealing with PMS symptoms, for painful cramps, for comfort, for mood, uh, things like that. And research has actually shown that drinking can make you 45% more likely to experience PMS symptoms. And if you have more than one drink a day, that ups to 79% increase. That's insane. 79% more likely if you have more than one drink per day. Dang it. You know what? I'm not here. I'm not going to lie. I love nutrition and I love helping people with nutrition, but I hate how much shit we find out about alcohol that makes me just be like, why is it so bad for it's me? Like, I don't <gasps> even know that I want it. I want it, but like, I don't want it because I have all this knowledge now about how bad it is for me. And it's like ruining the taste and like the pleasure of oh having it. God. But it just might be something for you to think about because alcohol impacts estrogen. So it actually increases yep. estrogen, which can cause PMS symptoms. It can throw off and cause, you know, irregularities with your cycle. Um, so we're going to give you kind of like the very high level cliff notes. And then I will link out an article by Dr. Jolene Brighton. We absolutely, um, I adore her. She's amazing. She's got a couple of books you can listen to as well. Period repair manual people. Mm -hmm. It is awesome. And it's very easy read. It's like broken down into sections. So interesting that you, I couldn't put it down. I know, you know, I know. So anyways, all right. So alcohol can make your period symptoms worse in more than a few ways. Um, Number one, leads to dehydration, which just we know that that happens uh, in general, but this can actually worsen cramping. Yep. Depletes magnesium levels because it's a toxin. And when we're magnesium deficient, our PMS and cramps increase. Yep. It may cause fluctuations in your hormone levels, which means your period symptoms tend to get worse and it keeps your liver busy. So instead of breaking down excess hormones during your period to remove them, your liver is distracted with dealing with processing, processing the alcohol. And this means your period might come with more misery than usual. (laughs) Um, Alcohol also affects your gut microbiome and the bacteria. So this can make you more susceptible to leaky gut and inflammation. We've talked about that in inflammation part one and two on the food code podcast before. Um, This leaves your body less equipped to properly process hormones during your period, potentially causing your symptoms to flare up. Yeah. And unfortunately guys, leaky gut is what can cause you to not be able to tolerate foods that you used to be able to tolerate. So this is like if you have common, if you have foods that all of a sudden now you're getting like bloated after eating and you never used to have issues with them before, that can be a major sign of your body and your gut being under major stresses and maybe resulting in like a leaky gut situation. And you might need to go through an elimination period to be able to heal the gut again, to be able to tolerate those foods. But food intolerances are usually also a sign that something is wrong. Yeah. And Not you can like, heal food intolerances. Yeah. That's and the thing a lot of people don't understand. allergies are different. If you're allergic to a food, your body has antibodies that are basically responding to that food. But food intolerances are usually something that we create. Mm-hmm. Because we ex- you know, consume them in excess and we don't listen to... Or stress. Yeah. Or other things that are going on metabolically in the body, which we can get into in another episode. But know that... When you have leaky gut, it's a re- it's a lot of times a reason for you not being able to tolerate certain foods. So lastly, alcohol can also cause your blood sugar levels to rise, even when you just drink in moderation. And in the second half of the menstrual cycle after ovulation, many women are more insulin resistant. So adding alcohol to the equation can make things worse. Sad day. Sad alcohol. We just ruined your wine on your period. <laughs> But there's some things that we can do to help. So number one, we talked about in the last episode, tracking your cycle, paying attention to how long they are, how heavy they are, 
what your symptoms are, how consistent this all is each month can give you a lot of information on like your report card of health. Mm -hmm. This is a female report card of health. You should have a normal cycle. You should have average symptoms. You should not have extreme symptoms. You should not be missing cycles. Mm -hmm. You should not have basically no cycle. That's definitely a problem. And so understanding that tracking your cycle gives you so much information and it's super easy. Yep. All right, you can supplement with magnesium malate or a magnesium oil spray. Um, we also recommend, as we talked about earlier, eating foods that are high in magnesium. So this includes your nuts, um, beans, legumes, leafy greens, avocado, seeds. So we really like chia seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin mm-hmm. seeds, uh, plantains, and bananas. Um, and what I would recommend is that you make a morning smoothie, like kind of the yeah. couple days going into your cycle. I love to do a spinach and pineapple smoothie with my protein powder. Um, um, gives a really good dose of nutrients and, you know, it's important that you're nourishing your body every single day with these foods because magnesium is something that most women are deficient in. So keeping these kind of at the forefront of your nutrition, you know, all month long, I would recommend. And then obviously if you are someone who has headaches or migraines, you can also supplement with a different type of magnesium called magnesium oxide. Yep. And so another thing that we recommend is eating foods rich in vitamin B6. Mm -hmm. So B vitamins tend to be very low in females with high stress levels, females that have had hormonal issues in the past. Um, They help promote progesterone, which is usually, usually when females have issues, they are are estrogen dominant issues. Um, And so helping to bring progesterone up to help balance the estrogen can make for happy periods. So pork, poultry, fish, eggs, beef, liver, Carrots are great estrogen uh, removers, so carrots help with estrogen detox. Um, mm-hmm. Spinach, sweet potato, avocado, chickpeas are all great vitamin bitch vitamin B six rich foods. I said vitamin bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say vitamin B6 rich and it just melted together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is super important too for people who are vegan or vegetarian because they are vitamin B and we've worked with many women who are vegan or vegetarian and they say... People just don't think to supplement. Right. They think just remove meat, but you don't think about all the nutrients that you're removing. Mm -hmm. Meat is one of the most nutrient dense foods out there. Red meat is, I will argue, the most nutrient dense food out there. Yes. And you need the nutrients that are in it. You need the iron, you need the amino acids, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And so besides just maybe like a B6 or a B complex, uh, you want to make sure that you're taking, again, magnesium, but you're taking iron and you're really paying attention to the symptoms around your period. And if you need to dive a little bit further, work with a coach, talk with your doctor. If you're vegan or vegetarian and you're experiencing kind of these severe things, you're likely deficient in one of these supplements. Yep. So the next thing is ginger root or ginger tea, a lot of people think of um, for your period. So there's an enzyme that's found in ginger called zingabane, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, It protects your body from inflammation by inhibiting your body's uh, prostaglandins production. So prostaglandins, we talked about earlier, they're a type of pro-inflammatory chemicals that trigger the contraction of the uterus to help shed its lining. So obviously, right before your period, Mm -hmm. this is what can cause the inflammation, can cause the painful cramps, can cause that kind of stuff. So ginger helps inhibit that production. Yeah. So. And if you're not somebody who likes ginger tea, um, you can do ginger in smoothies. I love to do that. You can also add a lot of ginger to like stir Asian stir fry recipe. Yep. I love ginger in those recipes. Yes. So yummy. Yeah. Um, but I totally understand because like ginger root, ginger tea is not great tasting. Yeah. Maybe yeah. with a little bit of lemon and cayenne, I know people that but... like eat straight ginger. 
And I'm uh, like, I love ginger with sushi. Oh, I, I always no, ask no, for no. extra. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Not my thing. I also miss sushi right now, but that's okay. Another topic. All right. Two more. We got to go. Um, heating pad or the Ovira pads that Becca talked about in yep. the beginning, this TENS device that can help. Um, obviously, that's going to be, you know, the more expensive option, but heating pad you can get anywhere and just, you know, warm that up. And I would add to this to put your legs up. So I used to lay on the floor and put my legs up like on a pillow Blood flow. or top of the bed, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And then number six. Rest, guys. It is okay to rest because guess what resting does? It reduces stress levels, which we have way too much of in our lives. And that is the one thing that I've actually enjoyed about this quarantine is that it is forcing so many of you, myself included, to remove stress from our life because we just aren't allowed to do it anymore. We aren't allowed to wake up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym when we only got three hours of sleep. We aren't allowed to wake up and, you know, go and do whatever because we're working from home now. So um, rest, guys. Sometimes rest is the most productive thing you can do. Reduce stress, do breathing techniques, you know, meditate, maybe do some yoga, different things like that. Whatever you feel that you are up to doing, um, you know, I think all around there's many, many ways that we can reduce stress Mm -hmm. in our life if we just start to pay attention to things that, you know, kind of trigger us, Um, whether it's following someone on Instagram, it is a friend or family, um, you know, maybe it is a situation in your life that you haven't taken care of and it's just constantly weighing on you. Um, Could be you need to forgive somebody, something like that. Um, There are many ways that you can reduce stress if you pay a little bit of attention to. Yep those things. So that is all we have for you today. We hope they have a great Wednesday. Happy hump day. And we'll be back on Friday with a little bit of Friday fire. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.